Well, good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have one of our Harvard Business Review tips as usual. This particular one is regulate your emotions during a negotiation. We're also going to be having our chat with Christina. We're going to be talking about the benefits of artificial intelligence in your business. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Kelly Puxty, who is a director with One Community. And we're going to talk about some of the challenges of setting up a successful business. Good afternoon, Kelly. Hi, Julian. Thank you for joining us today. So uh, you set up a very successful uh, business a couple of years ago. Uh, When you were setting up a startup business, there's a danger in not having enough capital. How would you suggest we fund a new venture? Well, first of all, I would say try and get started with minimal uh, personal outlay. Uh, My business partner and I developed a model that meant our business generated income from the very beginning, Mm. so we didn't have to have any personal outlay. We were very lucky in that way, Um, but we did need finance to build an app um, that we've got in action now called Boosted, so we ran some events to generate funds for that, which luckily didn't require... Uh, any outlaid, and we paid ourselves a very bare minimum for about six months. We lived on very, very little, but six months later we had the capital, you know, to get our app built and um, underway. But I guess not everyone's in that position um, or can operate that way, yeah. So I I just suggest, I guess, getting a good business model in place first, you know, that's realistic. Mm. Um, You look at your income forecasting and particularly cost because you always – underestimate your costs, I think, to set up and then the ongoing costs. So we're just keeping the outlay as minimal as possible in the early days. So we work from home rather than having an office and paying rent, so I'm suggesting that. Mm. Um, so employ staff, and we did everything ourselves in the beginning. An interesting point that you didn't pay yourself for a while, which is typical, I think, of a lot of start-up businesses. And uh, for many times, people just jump into a new venture. How important is it to research the validity of the business before taking that plunge? Yeah, I think you really need to know your market inside out before you start and have experience in it. So we work in the NDIS space and we worked in that area for a different provider for three years before we started our business. So we were immersed in it every day and experiencing the gaps in the market for ourselves. So we are real so familiar with it. Um, so that was essentially our market research over, you know, a three-year period. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke to lots of people too. And, you know, you can't just run your idea by one or two people. You really need to, you know, canvas a, a large market. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very important point to to go into a business that you know a little bit about, rather than jumping into something that uh, you probably just don't know much about. And you've, right. you've alluded just now, a small business requires many skills. How easy is it to be a jack of all trades, such as the marketing, the accounting, the admining, before you can actually start to employ other people or engage consultants? Yeah, well, I guess I was lucky that I'm a business partner. So there's two of us running the business and we have complementing skills. So what I lack, she makes up for. So that's worked really well. And we've worked in different roles for many years. So I knew we were a good team. But I think you do need to know the basics of all facets of business if you're going to start your own business. And maybe if you're not confident in some areas, you know, there's plenty of short courses out there or call on friends or family for advice who might have skills in specific areas. Um, But, yeah, engage consultants. 
if you can afford it or until you can afford it, you know, pay, yeah, until you can afford to pay in-house staff, I'd probably engage consultants. Um, we engage a, a good accountant, which I think, you know, is paramount just to get help with the tax planning and the project. Mm. Projections, yeah. Did you did you get any training before you started? Did you get any of that? Don't do any of those short courses you just mentioned. No, we didn't because I think we'd done them along the way in our career, and we both had management positions in different companies or in organisations. So we had a good idea of you know the whole aspect, all different aspects of the business. So, but um, marketing is really important too. I was mm. going to say as well, like if you want to get a business off the ground, I think. Consulting and marketing experts really crucial as well. Mm. Yeah. You, you can have the best business in the world, but if nobody knows about it, they're not going to come and t- see yeah. you. Are they? That, now, you've mentioned cash or money a few times. Managing that cash flow is a vital to a business, but how is it, easy is it really? Oh, gosh, it's so, so stressful, especially when it comes to bath time every quarter. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just a matter of keeping on top of it, you know, week to week, month to month, know what income you're bringing in, know what bills you've got coming up and, you know, really important too to be putting enough money away each week for the bath bill when it comes up every quarter because that can be quite a shock mm. sometimes. Um, and now we've got staff on, you've got the extra stress of making sure you've got the cash flow to, to, to pay them. So, yeah, it's just really important to monitor it. And I think if you monitor it, it is easy, um, uh, but still stressful. Uh, I think it's a lot of uh, small businesses don't monitor their cash flow. That's, uh, that's uh, I think, uh, a fantastic bit of information that you've given out there. And now you've mentioned stress quite a few times, and uh, with all these <laughs> challenges we've discussed and more, I would imagine our stress levels would be very high. Um, have you got any tips for managing your personal stress? <laughs> Yeah, well, I like to exercise. That's my stress relief. It gets the good endorphins flying. I go to the gym every day except Sundays. Um, yeah, and you just, I guess with a small business, you have to be prepared to work hard and, and know it's going to be stressful, but take, take the time out to have time to yourself, you know, whether it's exercise or if you'd rather read a book or... I don't know, watch some trashy TV on Netflix. you just got to you know, make a real effort to, to take the time out for yourself, whatever helps you relax. Take time out and chill. That's right. And we have an office dog too, so she is definitely our stress relief. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the staff morale up. There's more and more of those happening, I think, around in offices these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it's great. We, yeah, it's a She's a big part of our office, a big part of our team. Right. Well, thanks very much yeah. for your time, Kelly. Uh, good luck with your business, and we'll, we'll talk with you maybe another time. Great. Thank you, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kelly Puxty there with a few of uh, tips for uh, people setting up, a, well, not just setting up a business, but uh, running your small business. Uh, there's some challenges there. Cash flow is a king, and uh, money's not coming in, your business is going to have challenges. Uh, keep an eye on that. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. It's coming up to 22 minutes past one. And someone who's on her way now is Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. I am on my way. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're not on your way overseas this year, this time. No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, not yet again. Actually, not till January now. So oh, okay. Well, we're, we're not around in January, so that's all right. Yeah, you can go. Okay. You can go. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to talk about the uh, the benefits of artificial intelligence in our business. 
Yes, we are. So I thought maybe this week we would do um, a basic intro to what artificial intelligence is, so that everybody um, everybody might be thinking um, about it, and then and then how we actually use it already, and how it's commonplace in our lives mm. already. Mm. Uh, and then next week maybe we might do a few more in-depth um, examples of what that might look like for certain businesses, because it's a really good thing um, to to start thinking about how I can help us in our businesses. So if we go back to a very basic definition um, of what artificial intelligence is, um, it's it's something that looks uh, real. If humans, so anything that a human wants to do, um, and it re- reflected a thinking or a working um, attitude like a human being, that's what we call artificial intelligence. So if we go back to the fifties. So as we keep saying, there's nothing new under the sun. The fathers of the field are actually two gentlemen called Minsky and McCanty, and they described artificial intelligence as any task performed by a program or a machine that if a human carried it out or if it was carried out by a human, we would say that the human had to apply intelligence in order to accomplish the task. Mm. So anything where we're, where we're um, thinking or working uh, like a human being is what we're now labelling as artificial intelligence. And if you think about it, um, it's not actually in the future. It's all happening right now. So we've got things like voice recognition with Siri and Alexa, um, and there's more and more people every day asking Siri um, for, to, to find something on a phone or, or on the computer at home. Alexa, the same thing. You know, I know people that walk in and go, hey, Alexa, tell me what time it is, what the temperature is, um, and can you turn on the television for me? So yeah. we're le- And this is all around voice recognition. So it's mm. something that the, the machine has to practice in order to recognise your voice um, in order to be able to, to accomplish a task. We usually say that, that one of these is one of these things is involved if it's to be classified as artificial intelligence, so that it might be planning, it might be learning, reasoning, problem solving, something to do with perception, something to do with motion. So we've already mentioned Siri um, as a as an example of AI. Spotify, Pandora, there's not many people not using one additional source of, of music. So Spotify and Pandora they think about, if you like to use that terminology, they think about the type of music that you're listening to and then they start making recommendations. Or they go, hey, let me put your favourite playlist together. I got a um, a message from Apple the other day that said they'd put my 2019 playlist together and it's, it's based on the music that I play from my phone that's already downloaded. So clearly there's some information that, that's travelling back. And, um, and Siri it. does that too, doesn't it, on your phone? It yes. comes up with uh, apps or, or places that you might be interested in suddenly. That's right, yeah. So, you know, Siri, play me some dinner music, and Siri all of a sudden will play you the dinner music of your choice, not just dinner music, but something that, that pertains to the rest of your, your taste. Um, spell check, you know, it's, it's yeah. a thinking, and it, it does our thinking for us and says, so we, we don't no longer need the, the red pen with the red line. Um, we've got, we've got the computers that, that do it for us, and can I say I'm very grateful for that every now and again. Um, but, you know, Tesla with the self-driving um, predictive vehicles, and I've seen some footage where um, the, uh, an autonomous vehicle has been driving and it, a beep has gone off about three seconds before an accident has been seen several hundred metres ahead. So the predictive capability of some of, of some of this AI is quite incredible. But the car put its own brakes on, if you like, to avoid being caught up in the collision that it predicted was about to happen, and indeed it did. So if you think about mm, 
mm. um, the accidents even that that could save. And, and you know, things like Chesso, um, they're, they're overnight updates. So they're overnight, over-the-air updates. Uh, on on the software and on the artificial intelligence in these machines, and something that most people will be able to relate to is Netflix. You know, Netflix, just as Spotify and Pandora do, um, recommends. Hey, you might be interested in this TV program, or you might be interested in this in this series or or this movie, based on the predictive nature of of what you have already um, punched in. So, and, and there are so there's so much data out there in the internet these days that they can do all sorts of predictions with it to. Diseases coming up, whether women are pregnant, all sorts of things like that, too, yeah, can't they? All kinds of things, yeah. Um, so we'll talk next week about some of the medical um, yeah, AI devices that, that are, that are uh, you know, revolutionising, if you like, medicine, um, and also some of the things that will potentially revolutionise finance. Mm. And uh, have we got uh, uh, any more ideas that we're not aware of at the moment? We're, we're... Uh, so the, where AI is going is absolutely mind-blowing. So the more information that we can feed into, um, into a machine, and this is, but then, then when we get into the complicated um, topics, we start considering things like biases and ethics. Yes, so, you know, yeah. we go with a robot, how are we going to not program or how are we going to program a robot to behave itself and Probably. to not kill yeah. or to, to actually identify, you know, things correctly. And you go, well, who at the moment is, is punching the information in? Because we've known through certain or many, actually, many examples how our own biases have influenced um, influenced who gets selected for something just through the computer input. Yeah, great. All right, well, thanks very much for your time. We'll have a chat about the... Uh, future of artificial intelligence next week. Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with, uh, yeah, what is artificial intelligence and how it's playing a, a role in our lives at the moment and, more importantly, how it's going to play a role in the future. So it's time for our Harvard Business Review tip. This particular one, regulate your emotions during a negotiation. You're in the middle of a heated negotiation with your colleagues. You want to come across as confident, but inside you feel timid. During these difficult situations, there are actually two conversations happening at the same time. One is obvious. It's the conversation you're having with someone else. The other is the conversation you're having with yourself about how willing and able you are to stretch outside your comfort zone. To negotiate successfully, you need to question your position in both conversations. When you're negotiating with someone else, look beyond your stated position to find commonalities. And when you're negotiating with yourself, your position might be your unwillingness to be assertive. Dig a little deeper and ask yourself, why is it an emotional challenge? Are you afraid of being assertive? Or is it a skill-based challenge? Getting to the bottom of why you are unwilling to step outside your comfort zone is the first step to becoming a better negotiator. That's an interesting point, isn't it? Well, thank you for your time today and for listening for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at some of those challenges of setting up a successful business and what's happening with artificial intelligence in our business at the moment. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to visit the tax world again with Chartered Accountant Tony Vidray. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Steve Jobs once said, 
If you don't love something, you're not going to go the extra mile, work the extra weekend, or challenge the status quo as much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.